Hey everyone, welcome to Locked on Lakers for Friday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. Andy, a refreshing twist today. We get to talk about a Russell that isn't Westbrook. That's next on Locked on Lakers. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making Locked On Lakers your first listen, your very first listen before you listen to your wives or your husbands or your children uh, of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how you get your podcasts or where. <laughs> Even your side pieces. What any Anyone. Do not listen to anyone before making us your first listen of every day. Uh, never behind a paywall, always free. Locked On Lakers on YouTube. You get the visual product. You get to see all of it. You get to have a little bit of fun. We do fun things on the YouTube version at the Locked on Lakers YouTube channel, for example. Um, so and you also get it early. We tend to post the, a couple hours before the audio product, particularly on non-game nights. Want to remind everyone, Dewar, D-U-E-R, they are the makers of the most comfortable pants and shirts that you're going to find on this or any other planet. And we will be there at the Dewar store, 170 South La Brea, on Saturday, August 27th at 11 a.m. If you can get there, you have a chance to participate in the show, win some prizes. Uh, if you can't, you can still participate in our uh, mailbag show that we'll be recording from the Dewar store uh, just by sending us uh, questions either on Twitter at Cam Brothers or on the Locked on Lakers YouTube page with the hashtag Dewar Show, hashtag D-U-E-R-S-H-O-W. Uh, get a chance to win yourself some really good uh, prize packs there and uh, some great clothes. And if you just want to shop there, shopdoer.com, locked on 15 is the code. Get yourself a discount. So, uh, Kyrie Irving uh, was tweeting today in incredibly annoying and insufferable ways um, that we will talk about uh, because they're actually relevant to this whole notion of bringing Kyrie to your team. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, big news from the NBA uh, they announced on Thursday. Thursday that Bill Russell would be honored league-wide uh, in a few ways. First, the league would be retiring the number six, um, so nobody else coming into the league, and we'll get to that in a second, uh, will ever wear that number again. Players who are currently wearing it uh, are grandfathered in. They can continue to if they choose. Uh, that obviously would include LeBron James, which is a topic we're going to get to in a minute here. Uh, the league will also have – everybody will wear jersey patches with that number six for Bill Russell – and uh, near the scorer's table in every arena, there'll be a, uh, a shamrock, I think, presumably with, with a number six in it. Uh, there is honor. a number six in it. I haven't seen the picture. So like uh, the, to, to honor Russell, um, not surprising. Uh, you know, Major League Baseball did something like this with Jackie Robinson in 42. Certainly uh, nobody you could think of in NBA history is more worthy of this type of honor than Bill Russell. Um, but sometimes, Andy, even news that is expected is still cool to hear. Yeah, I mean, it is impossible to overstate the significance of Bill Russell's impact as a player and, and you know, the way he shaped the NBA. Uh, you know, just his presence was the beginning of the league becoming more integrated, but also what he meant, you know, away from the game, you know, as an active player, as an activist, as somebody who had to deal with a lot of racism along the lines of Jackie Robinson when he broke the color line 
And then after the game, there were a lot of great um, remembrances of Bill Russell after his passing. One off the top of my head I highly recommend people read was by Howard Bryant uh, for ESPN. Terrific mm -hmm. writer under any circumstances, but he happens to be from Boston and really understands the Bill Russell legacy as well as anybody. Um, it's a no-brainer that you would do this, a no-brainer that he could be the first that this would happen. The it What really, though, lets you know that you're talking about a one-of-one one type person, Brian, is the idea that Bill Russell's significance was enough, so great, so widespread, so profound, that the Lakers will have a shamrock with a number six on their court and that I imagine the Lakers did not argue, and I imagine that the league did not feel awkward asking the Lakers about this. No, because... but like, can you imagine like actually like trying to argue that though? Like, can 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 well, we just make ours a circle? Well, here's the thing, though. <laughs> I, I mean, we saw some reaction on Twitter at Cam Brothers upon tweeting out this news, and across the board, every single Laker fan that we heard from agreed with the patches, agreed with um, retiring the number. They they all understood that, and you know they understood Bill Russell's legacy. They also understood Bill Russell and Kobe were tight. Right, and Bill Russell, Russell showed incredible respect. You know, he wore the, the, it was the, the iconic photo now, really, of, of Russell wearing the Kobe jersey, wearing the, the Lakers hat uh, in honor of Kobe. The shamrock on the court, however, did not sit well with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> did not the, the reaction to that was shall we say mixed uh, this was an interesting uh tweet that we uh or i guess exchange that we saw on our timeline from a racer face who's been a, a very active member of our twitter community also we've used some of his uh questions in our mailbags i'm good with the patches the c's wore kobe patches too that's customary all for honoring the legends lots of ways to do it putting a clover on laker hardwood feels dot 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 icky <laughs> can't, get, can't get with that. If just his number name, that's one thing. Why does it have to be a clover too? Uh, fishing underscore W underscore Fredo. <laughs> nice Godfather 2 reference. <laughs> Agreed. I don't know who most who sport that clover have a lot in common with Bill Russell. The man was all about uh, the obvious reference to Boston's uh, racial histories and all the effort Bill, Bill Russell mm -hmm. did fighting it and some of the crap that Bill Russell took along the way, Eraserface responds, I mean, yeah, that's fair. For me, it's just about straight-up base-level sports hate for the Celtics. We can be mature enough to honor the legend of that man while still being petty enough to cling to our rivalries as sacred. <laughs> I In that, I, what I love about that is, like, ultimately, our friend Eraserface understands the right thing to do is the tribute with the shamrock and all like the grown up in you, the adult level? But I'm glad he used the word petty mm -hmm. because, as particularly in this kind of exchange, it really does remind you both of kind of what what is important about sports, recognizing the the social significance of things and all that, um, recognizing the incredible, profound impact that sports can have on society and sports figures can have on society while also recognizing kind of what makes them fun, what makes them enjoyable, is, as he says, incredibly petty things like a moment of 
oh come on a shamrock when you're honoring bill russell on your court <laughs> like i get it. like we're all grown-ups here we're all gonna do the right thing but i kind of respect the petty um and 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 it, it just gives you an idea of how deep this Celtics thing is. It's like the time Sasha Vujicic once yelled at me because I was wearing a green shirt in their locker room. To which I was like, I was like, Sasha, I'm a grown up. I'm not <laughs> excising a color from my wardrobe because you guys, you know, hate the Celtics and it's green. I'm a, I'm a. Men basically have like two colors that they wear frequently: green and blue. I'm not, I'm not cutting fifty percent of that. But like that's. That's what this rivalry is. And I think in some ways, even Bill Russell would respect Eraserface's reaction to this. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Although, really, the Lakers simply cannot pull off being the one team in the league that puts that six in a circle while everybody else has a clover. Like, you just can't do that. It's a bad man. It's not okay. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's really yeah. bad. How about, a nice, how about a nice oval? <laughs> Anybody, you know, um, the bigger question, Andy, uh, one or not the one one bigger question, as we mentioned, uh, the league says, you know, if you are a person wearing number six now, if that is your assigned number and, you know, players have already made these choices for going into to the year. And last year, according to basketball reference, 25 players uh, were assigned the number six, um, some of whom are prominent, some of whom are less so uh but obviously lebron is one of them so if you were lebron would you keep wearing number six that's my question for you next andy i wonder if you could even bet on whether or not lebron james would uh keep that number and if you could it'll be over there with our friends at betonline.net because it's the fastest and easiest way to check on all your betting needs <laughs> find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds lines and games find reviews and news of every league including major league baseball the nfl the nba the nhl combat sports esports even golf uh, Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information, whether th that's live in game betting, scores, podcasts, all of it. They've got you covered. Head on to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening uh, every day because Bet Online is where the game starts. So, obviously, Andy, LeBron James is somebody with a deep respect uh, for Bill Russell, for basketball history, for. Uh, questions of racial equity and justice that were so critical to bill russell's legacy he wears number six um we haven't it's the news is fresh obviously he could clarify this stuff I, at some point soon probably will but like what would you do hopefully like, not though but until like the weekend <laughs> just for the sake of this podcast but if he could wait until <laughs> saturday afternoon at the least yeah. that would be helpful um what would you do if you were him? I would change my number. I mean, first of all, if you're LeBron, you've changed your number like four or five times as it is. What's one more? And I would dare say, if this is the one time you don't change your number, it's a bad look. Like it, and, and like you said, I'm sure it has nothing to do with LeBron disrespecting the legacy intentionally of Bill Russell. It could just be him feeling, nah, you know, I just, I don't feel like changing it again. Like this is not the well, right. I mean, time. I don't, I don't want to get into like the arcane stuff about like the rules about when you can change your number, this or that or whatever. I'm sure the NBA would make exceptions for players 
who want to change if, if it's past the deadline. Absolutely. They, the, they, only, they, the, the devil's advocate argument to that that I would make, that I would ask you about is could you, you know, somebody like LeBron, um, there, there's an argument to be made that you could wear it for a year as a tribute to Bill Russell, as an honor, you know, true. Or something like that, because, you know, you, you care so deeply and were so moved by his legacy that you would want to wear it in honor of him for a year or something like that. Okay, that was what, what popped into my mind as the argument for. I had not thought about it that way. That's actually a pretty compelling case. And if LeBron expressly says that he wants to do this for one more season, really paying a proper tribute to, to Bill Russell, then changing his number, that's totally okay. I'm just saying this is the wrong year to just say, you know what? I don't feel like changing my number again. Like just because I don't feel like it. It's the wrong when you're LeBron and you've done this so many times as it is, it's just the wrong year to not do it for no particular reason. Do you think he will? Again, hoping that he doesn't answer this question between now and say Saturday. Um yeah, I think he's going to. If mm-hmm. I had to guess, I think he will. Um, probably goes back to 23 again. Cause yeah, I mean, he's only been, t- it's only, it's 23, six, 23 and six. So, right. So, and you know, we, I, I was on, and this is going to come up later in our discussion. I was on uh 710 ESPN LA today in Los Angeles. And we were thinking about different numbers LeBron could go to. And this just speaks to the greatness of the Lakers, like trying to come up with different combinations to represent six. Can't go 24. Nope. Can't go 33. Nope. <laughs> can't go 42. Nope. And obviously you can't go 15. That's Reeves. So <laughs> <laughs> unless unless LeBron wants to go 51 or the ultra rare zero six, he's kind of out of ways to represent <laughs> he's kind of out of ways to represent six without yeah. changing his it's, number. It's an interesting like the other thing that I thought was really funny about this is like as I assume that he will at some point change numbers as well. Um, somebody with the the acute understanding that LeBron has of 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 history and what it means to set that number aside. Um, I don't remember what happened when Major League Baseball retired forty two for Jackie Robinson. Like Mariano people... Rivera wore his through the rest of his career, right? So like different example. different guys handle it in different now, ways. I think Mo Vaughn also wore his for a while. Okay, if LeBron gives it up. Like everybody else in the league who wears forty two has to do the well, same, right? Like, you gotta, like you, you can't be Jalen McDaniel <laughs> in Charlotte <laughs> no. and keep your number. You know, after LeBron gives up, Kevin Pangos can't be like, "Sorry, Bill Russell. Sorry, LeBron. I, I, I just like the number." No, you know, Alex Caruso. Yeah, Alex Caruso is a number AC six. Fresh. Kristaps uh, Porzingis is a number six. Like. Those guys probably are going to feel pretty sheepish if, if LeBron changes it. And they're like, no, nah, I'm good. But I, I suspect most guys, if they're able to, will will probably switch numbers relatively uh, soon. But LeBron doing it would kind of uh, add a little a little pressure there. Um, let me, let me throw out, there was an interesting discussion. I, I mentioned that I was on 710 ESPN um, before we did this recording. And, and one of the people in studio with us was John Ireland, who's another host in LA, but he's also the radio play-by-play voice for the Lakers. And we were discussing this news about Russell and he, 
he liked the idea of honoring Russell with the patches. Like he liked the idea of just honoring Russell in general, but he wasn't sure about the idea of retiring the number just because across the league, because it opens the door for what do you do with other greats? And the example he offered was Kareem and the idea mm -hmm. of, you know, when, you know, if Kareem passes, you know, or when Kareem passes, do you, do you retire number 33 across the board? To which I said, yes, but, but I mean, Kareem, sure. Right. Why you not? certainly can. And, you know, especially when you take into account Kareem specifically, his impact went well, well beyond the game, which is why Bill Russell is getting this. And it's important to remember. And John said, well, you know, you're sort of opening Pandora's box with this in terms of, you know, do you do it for this guy, not for this guy? To which I said, I'm not a slippery slope guy anyway, unless it's over stuff that's really important. Like who's you've got, really you've got 98. Let's say you retire right. Bill Russell and Kareem. You've got 98 other numbers. To right. Choose from. And also, too, there are so few players that you can even have this conversation about to begin with. Like, you know, when you think about all time greats like Tim Duncan or Larry Bird or Shaq or Wilt, you know, like all just among the all time greatest players ever they're not going to come up in this conversation because no. their impact was not the same. Like the, the players that I threw out that maybe could come up with this, and I'm cool with these numbers being retired, by the way. I, like you said, plenty of other numbers to go around. <laughs> it's fine. Kareem. Okay. Magic. When you take into account what his life meant beyond the game mm -hmm. and also in the game, and I his, think his impact on Twitter. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Magic which is a big part of the NBA, by the way, magic would certainly be in consideration. LeBron, maybe when it's all said and done, could be in this conversation. Mm -hmm. But then this was interesting. John asked about Kobe. And my initial response was, I don't think so. Largely because Kobe's impact beyond the game was tragically cut short. Like I, mm -hmm. I think Kobe was actually on the road to being one of those guys where it felt like a no-brainer. But unfortunately, you know, he died so young. But then I, I, you know, not surprised, I got some pushback on Twitter about these comments. And you know, people talked about sort of like the overall magnitude of what Kobe meant to people and basketball culture and also just sort of work ethic culture and inspiration. And then obviously he was looking to move into other spaces and, and I kind of reached the conclusion of I understand where people are coming from. He's he's an interesting borderline case that if you told me you would do this for Kobe, I wouldn't argue. If you told me you wouldn't do it with Kobe, I wouldn't argue. But I, I wanted to ask the question to you because it's interesting. It is. Um, and it's by the way, it says something about Kobe that you would even have this conversation because most players, the answer is an obvious no. Yeah. Uh, let's break. We'll do it next. So after giving it extensive <laughs> during the commercial, uh, it is an interesting. Let me start with Kareem, and and I and I I think because I was sort of listening to your explanation of this through the entire conversation and piling up thoughts that actually become relevant for the last question about Kobe. I look Kareem. If you are going to make an argument for the greatest basketball player of all time, I'm not talking about the, the greatest NBA player, but the most successful basketball player, 
going from high school to college to the pros and through all that, I, I, you, I think, start that conversation with Kareem. Absolutely. Um, so, like, there's an argument to be made there. What separates, and obviously he's been a, an, an important figure for, you know, the game, for social justice. He's written jazz books. He's makes For many of the same reasons this, this tribute is happening for Bill Russell. Right. But the distinction is Russell was a person, I don't want to say the person, the a person, one of the people who laid that foundation sure. for Kareem. Kareem you know, first in many ways matters. Yeah. Um, there are other people in baseball who had very important influences on, um, you know, the, the sort of the social arc of the sport and, 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 and justice in that sport. Uh, there are other players who were monumentally impactful in terms of just how they changed the game or whatever it might be. It's that combination that made Jackie Robinson particular and that part of that combination is firstness mm -hmm. and while you know bill russell didn't break the color barrier in in the nba he you know was right there you know he, the front of it he put and he did a lot to push it forward right and was monumentally important in terms of of civil rights and all those things yes. in, in both in sports and beyond kareem is part of that legacy so i think that is one way to answer John's question, to delineate between somebody like Kareem um, and somebody like Bill Russell. For me, I think that is part of that argument. When you start getting into players like Jordan, LeBron, um, and and his impact, you want to you know you want to take certain guys that are just so special, the three or four or five guys that are just so good that they yeah. you know and retire their numbers. Okay, again, you know, let's say you retire 10 guys like that. There are still 90 left that you can get. Even in Boston, they'd be where they have, you know, in LA where you have 700 retired numbers between both of those teams, you'd still find enough to fill out a 17-man roster. It would be okay. Um I I I wouldn't have a problem with it. You know, but I would probably my initial reaction would be no. Unless you really want to say, we want to open this up to other forms of honor, honoring people for other reasons than we did specifically Bill Russell. Right. Either way, I think that could be kind of cool. Well, but, look, you know, to whether it's Kobe, Kareem, LeBron, eventually, whoever it might be, there are certain players um, who, who reach that status. But um, my initial reaction was no, it's not the same thing. Sure. I mean, and I, I don't necessarily need a definitive answer either way, though. And, and I think this is a before we move on to Kyrie, like it's a tribute to Kobe. It's a tribute to LeBron. It's, a, you know, the there were six people that got mentioned in this conversation. Russell, Kareem, Magic, LeBron, Kobe, Jordan. They're the only six that I can think of in NBA history that oh, you would a even the Lakers. Right. They're the only six that. I think you would even consider having this conversation. Well, and I think the most compelling argument for those guys is magic because of the influence that he had, again, sort of socially and off the court sure. uh, around HIV. Um, sure. You know, in terms of caliber of player, we're, we're talking about, you know, right. Again, they're all in the same. Guys like Tim Duncan, Shaq, 
West. No, you're not wilt. having that conversation. Right. There exactly. Is no, there's no slippery slope there. Right. That's that was my point to John. Let's do this real quick because um, I maybe you know it's probably best we not get to. So Kyrie, I can you help me with his? Is it is it just eleven? Is that how you're supposed to say? Yes, that? it's eleven. Okay. Um, it's a a eleven. Right. The one. two L, the two ones are L's. Yes. And then Evan, 11. Right. Yes. Right. Okay. I just so want to make sure. I'm his Twitter right. handle is A11even, which is his way of spelling out 11, which, which is, is his probably also number. his Wi Fi password. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. Because <laughs> that would qualify as a secure password, especially if you threw like an exclamation point at the end. Um, so on Thursday, he he breaks, he, he busts this one out. Uh, when you're ready to break free from the media's control over your subconscious thoughts and emotions, uh, that, by the way, is what we do here at Locked on Lakers, mm -hmm. uh, meet me on one of my platforms and let's chop it up. We are the 11 Tribe. Love our conversations about the truth, all caps, and what is truly happening. Welcome to the all caps paradigm shift infinity symbol. Okay, two things. Just first of all, get over yourself. <laughs> um, I, I, good God, he's just self-absorbed and self-important. And um, I, the idea of a road trip with Kyrie Irving sounds like the worst possible thing you could ever come up with. Um, but my annoyance at Kyrie aside, if you're the Lakers and you see stuff like this, What's your reaction? I mean, look, first of all, I just want to commend Kyrie for offering a safe space for people to gather together and do and share their own research. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I mean, look, is the statement pretentious and silly? Yeah. I mean, although really, I'm not even sure because Kyrie shared no links or info to any of these platforms. Like they could well, that's be. Just bad, that's bad marketing. It's still well, but I'm saying they could, bad they could actually be incredible places for conversation and info. And I just don't know because he didn't tell me where to go, but could be, but do you really think they are? No, I'm, I doubt that they are. <laughs> um, I'll be honest. This part of Kyrie bugs you more than it bugs me because like the reality is Draymond does his new media shtick all the time with his podcast and his comments to the press. And his new media isn't really that new other than who's talking like, He'll go on and on about silly hot take culture and old media, which, by the way, he's 100% correct about. Then he'll throw out that his 2022 Warriors would have beaten the 96 Bulls and feed the right, old sure. media for hot takes. Like, he's a part of all of this I know, stuff. No, I get that. Sure. And it's just as, in certain respects, silly and stupid as whatever Kyrie is doing. The sort difference of, I, that, is... That's the part I would disagree with because well, I think sort of basic... Uh, media hypocrisy which is sort of what draymond is engaging with a little bit uh a perhaps a a, a slight lack uh, either intentionally or not so of self-awareness it's a hundred percent unintentional i find the um a, as a category of human being i find the i'm the only person who doesn't realize the rest of you that i that i that, that all of you guys have been uh red-pilled and I'm the the only one who, you know, I am among the the people who see the truth and together we can talk about it, like what's really happening. And the, that guy is one of my least favorite. Oh, no, no. Look, I'm, I'm that's not. why I find him in suffering. And I find that different than Draymond. 
Sure. I, I, and I'm not cheerleading for Kyrie's personality. I'm just saying, like, it, it I think it bugs me less than it bugs you. Okay. What That's is, fine. What is, however, the difference between Draymond and Kyrie and why it would be problematic for the Lakers is as, in certain respects, equally pretentious as Draymond is with his stuff. And these are both media spaces. That's the reason I made this comparison. Draymond's going to show up to work. I am very confident Draymond will show up to work. He's going to show up to games. I'm very confident Draymond wants to play basketball. I am not confident Kyrie wants to play basketball on a regular basis. So it raises the question of A, trading for him, B, how much you include in that trade, both first-round picks, and then C, does including both first-round picks landlock you into having to extend Kyrie to make it worth your while? And he is somebody that I would never never, ever want to be in a long-term deal with. I think yeah. you are insane to do that. I, I I think that's the issue. It's like, you know, because like to your point, if, if, if Kyrie had to choose between being quote unquote, this guy, the counterculture guy, like the, the, the very smart, the only person who sees the real truth while the sheeple go on mm -hmm. buying about um, and playing ball. I'm not sure which one he's going to choose um, because this this sort of performative thing seems to be incredibly important to him. Yeah, um, and that might not mean he doesn't show up like, you know, all the time, but it might mean he need, needs a couple weeks off, you know, to, to do X, Y, or Z or whatever it might be. Um, and that is a different, he, the Lakers and all teams risk being the, the dog that catches the car, so to speak, where you get, a season of Kyrie where he really is sort of as you know on his best behavior and focused and all that, which we both think he will be. This I agree. Season, um, because he you know wants another one more right. max deal. Yeah, and then weird, like said, not crazy. Need to remember this: not crazy because mm -hmm. he cares about money. If he didn't care about money, he'd be a Laker on a mid-level exception. Right. I and by the way, I think they would have given him multiple years eating into their cap space for next season if Kyrie wanted that deal. Um, I would not want to be the team that has to make that decision. And I particularly wouldn't want to do it after I just traded the final two assets that I have available to me uh, through that I control through 2029 or whatever it is. You know, So that is the big danger. And when I see tweets like that, it reminds me that like, oh my God, like I had both on the one hand recognized like the Lakers kind of do need somebody like Kyrie but it's like oh jesus that's the guy does, like does it have him. to be Kyrie does it have <laughs> they to need be need someone like him does it have to be him right i mean and this is right on the heels of the westbrook thing <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like you know it's it's not you know you always want you want to like your stars you want to as a fan you know fans want to like their stars fans want to like be able to embrace them and while they fans are desperate to get Russ out of town. I got a feeling they will tire very quickly of Kyrie's shtick too. So, um, yeah, Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you go to get the podcast and see it. Trevor Lane from Lakers Nation is going to join us uh, on Monday's show. That's going to be a lot of fun. Excited to have him on. Uh, we haven't talked to Trevor in a little while, so that's pretty cool. And again, a reminder, August 27th, 11 a.m. at the Doer Shop on uh, 170 South La Brea. Come join our show, participate, win some prizes, uh, all that's going to be happening there, 11 a.m., 170 South LeBray. Everybody have a great weekend.